Hey, what's up? Oh, uh, you know, just another beautiful day. <laughs> I didn't forget today. Hey, I didn't. I, I didn't think it was a different day than it was. God, uh, losing losing track of time. I am. I, I truly am. Like all day yesterday, I was like, man, like it's Saturday, so I'm gonna have to like think about like mowing the grass and doing all this shit. And then. At some point, I was like, holy fuck, it's Sunday. <laughs> and for some reason, like, my, I was downstairs painting in the garage, um, and I left my phones upstairs, and I ran back upstairs, and you had texted me, and I was like, fuck! So, I apologize. So, what did you end up doing all day Saturday? Do you think it was Friday? No, I think I, I think I thought two days were Saturday. Oh God! <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? Well, the toilet paper's holding out. <laughs> yeah. All out of hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, I got I got enough beer to get through another week, so uh, <laughs> see what happens. I I'm running out of paper towels, and I'm afraid I'm gonna have to go make another trip. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I had well. enough. Turns out I I don't think I do. And I can't find san- san- that hand sanitizer anywhere, so no, it's just soap. No, but I did point. find I I did find palm olive antibacterial dish soap. Oh, okay, so I got a big bottle of that. I mean, they say regular soap is just as effective at this point. Is it? Yeah, that's eh, fine. Yep. So I may have to make another run to one of the stupid fucking places here, and right, I. 3d printed a mask that i can change out um filters in so oh but it's just like this big black almost like darth vader looking thing that sits on my face so Uh it should scare the locals pretty well oh nice nice yeah our our shitty governor just um made a uh stay-at-home order so we're a month behind everybody else and okay. I guess the White House today is recommending that everybody avoid grocery stores for the next two weeks. Oh, that's great. So, of course, the backwards people where I live immediately took to Facebook and are writing things like, so are we just supposed to leave a trap out and hope that food finds its way to our home? <laughs> and then somebody else wrote, well, maybe they can open squirrel season for a little while. Oh, Jesus. And then there is literally suggestions on how to cook squirrel well good shit you not well good (laughs) so you've got some recipes you've got some options i'm not gonna kill squirrels though why not it's good eating i'd rather live on pasta at this point for christ's sakes that's gonna run out too Mm, maybe not if i go stock up what if there's none left oh there is oh 
All right. If you say so. <laughs> if you say so. So, um, also, I don't know if you saw this, but they just um, announced the first tiger to have yes have COVID nineteen. Yes, which is a little weird. It is weird that it's that animal. You mean because tigers are the for- are are on the forefront of everybody's mind right now with Tiger King? Yes, <clears throat> yes, <laughs> and that if. If it's if tigers are getting it, well, what about house cats? Well, I, they've said that there's definitely a possibility of house pets contracting it, but again, you'd have to be sick in order for them to get it. Well, yeah, Especially but if you have it and you're out. not showing symptoms, well, maybe that's like an early warning sign. You know, like miners yeah. used to take parakeets yeah. to find the gas pockets. Maybe if your dog starts like with a dry cough, you should like go get yourself checked out. Right. So do you do you put a little like mask on your cat and your dog? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. You get one of those World War II gas masks. <laughs> put it on your cat. You know, I I have learned through this whole thing that when I decide to do something like project wise, I really need to follow through and buy all the things that I need to do it right away. Be- well, because of well because recently um i've wanted to get more into uh building things out of eva foam and um do more like cosplay stuff and in order to do it the contact cement you're supposed to have a respirator and Uh. i went and i was shopping around for respirators and never pulled the trigger because i was like well you know it's like 30 bucks and Maybe I'll get that next month and then I'll do this. And so I never did that. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a respirator and I was going to buy latex gloves that didn't have any powder on them. But when I went to go buy them, like I wasn't sure what size to buy. So I was like, I'll just get those next time. So I didn't have those. And I was like, son of a bitch, you know, I would have been really well prepared if I would just pull the trigger when I'm like, I want to do this. Right. So a lesson like don't fucking put it off just do it when you can that's right there may be no tomorrow well do and, it today that's right and like i can't find any um filament for my 3d printers because everybody snapped all those up to oh. print like medical supplies and shit for people and i was yeah. like oh okay so i'm really even on behind. uh like amazon and stuff well all the amazon stuff is now not shipping until the end of april so by the end of April, I may be back to work. So who knows? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm printing things very sparingly so that I don't run out, but right. So yeah, just stock up because you never know when the fuck it's going to, the shit's going to hit the fan, I guess. Yeah. Right. So, uh, speaking of Tiger King, I did end up watching that entire series. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. I have not. Okay. But I know enough about it. Okay. So, um, I really kept expecting to there to be somebody in the show that had some kind of redeeming qualities. 
Okay. And every person you meet, the filmmakers have a way of setting them up as like, well, this person came to help, but look at their dark checkered past. And mm. they would they would set it up in one episode, and then the next episode they would turn it. So it's a series of you meet some people, you find out some horrible shit. You meet some more people, you find out some horrible shit. And you just kept waiting for the for it to be like, well, this is the person that stepped in and saved the tigers, or this is the person that stepped in and did this. But every single person is a unredeemable asshole in this entire series. It is amazing. There's the Joe Exotic guy that um, um, had three husbands at the same time. And they show like his marriage to like the second guy and his first husband is kind of standing there at the altar with him. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. And then they, they take you to Myrtle beach, South Carolina, where there's this dude who his name is doc antler who, (laughs) or antle or something, antler antle who has a harem of women. And it's like, do you have to be a shitty individual to own large cats? Is, well, yeah, I, I, I like. I mean, come on, what what kind of normal person is going to have a wild animal as a pet? Well, Shaquille O'Neal, apparently. Well, I, like I said, what normal person? <laughs> I don't, it was very weird. It's a very fucked up. Um, it's a very fucked up TV show. Like, yeah, you don't think this could possibly be based on reality, and yet it is. Hmm. So. It's a train wreck worth watching, I think. Okay. Um, I, I do think there is some vast entertainment value in it. It's just do not expect a happy ending and do not expect to like anybody in it. Okay. You know, it's not like making a murderer where at the end of it, you felt bad for the kid that they coerced into the, um, into the confession. Right. And you're like, oh man, that's a really shitty thing. That kid obviously doesn't have the mental capacity um, to be in the situation he's in. And that really sucks for him. So you feel bad. This is all like all these people deserve to be in fucking jail. Wow. Every single one of them. So yeah, it's, it's pretty fucked up. And besides that, I've been watching a lot of old movies. Yeah. Um, I took your advice and I watched Swingers. What'd you think? I liked it. It's very, yeah. it's very nineties. Yes, it is. It's super nineties. And like, I didn't know how to feel about the, your money thing. <laughs> you okay. know, cause that's all they say for the first like 15 minutes. They're like your money, babe, your money, your money. Right. Look at you, your money. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to sit through this. <laughs> and, but like, it kind of redeemed itself. And like, a young John Favreau is an amazing actor to watch. Yes. Cause it's not the big lumbering guy that you see today. It's like <laughs> a dude in shape and like, right. You know, a young Vince Vaughn and really interesting way of making a movie. I'm assuming that it was a real low budget, like independent thing. It, it was. Yeah. There's definitely times they're shooting in the dark where they're not exposed correctly and it's like really noisy and it's like, okay, there's a product of 90s indep- independent filmmaking. Right. So. I mean, I think that was 
probably one of the first indie type films to go mainstream. Well, that was right around the time of like Clerks and Slacker and all that shit, right? Yeah, but Clerks wasn't really mainstream, was it? It was it was more of a comic book nerd movie. Well, I mean, uh, Swingers was 96, Clerks was 94. Okay. So, I don't know. Um, it it was definitely during that that independent awakening. Right. Um, when Miramax was, was like, um, snapping up everything that they could. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a very, I, I mean, I enjoyed the film. I really did. Um, but it shows its age. It does. But it, it in being one of those films that I've always heard about and haven't watched up until now. Right. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Okay. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. I also watched um, Romancing the Stone. One of my favorites. And then Jewel of the Nile because okay. they're both on Hulu. And I was like. A Jewel of the Nile pales in comparison. It does. And it shows it. It And I think, I think what it was was that um, Romancing the Stone was Robert Zemeckis trying to make a name for himself in Hollywood. Yep. And he was given this, and I think it was based on this that they gave him Back to the Future. And so it's a really tight film, and it works really well. And then you get to Jewel of the Nile, and... Um, he just cashed the check. Well, well, it's not Robert Zemeckis. Right. And it's produced by... Um, um, oh, God, what's his name? The, the star, Michael Douglas. He, he, he had a huge hand in making that film. Right. So yeah, it's, it's not a super great film. It's got the flying Karamazov brothers that are like, um, juggling knives and shit. And you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And the jewel of the Nile turns out to be a guy. Yeah. Avner, the eccentric, who was kind of a performance artist back then. Oh, okay. I didn't realize he was like a, I just thought he was an actor, but okay. Yeah. He was, that, that was that he was doing his shtick. He was kind of a circus thing. Oh, okay. Circus, circus clown kind of thing. Yeah. And there's some really dated visual effects in it. Oh yeah. There's a sandstorm where you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're driving down the road on an F 16 without any wings. It's a real, it's an, it's a whole thing. You, it's, worth watching to like laugh at it but yeah it's a fun movie yeah it's fun that's all it is don't expect to learn anything (laughs) don't expect to have any kind of you know aha moment Mm -hmm. other than kathleen turner was hot at one point but she's she's not as hot as she is in romancing the stone no i think that was her her descent oh okay because I think she had gone from, you know, um, what was it, Body Heat? No. Whichever what? movie where she was like a goddess. Um, 
Standby. Uh, yeah, Body no, Heat. No, that was Body Heat. Okay. Body Heat, yeah. And then two movies later was Romancing the Stone. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, she's she is... Because they do a really good job in Romancing the Stone of making her look all, like, meek and reserved in the beginning of that film. And then mm-hmm. as the film goes on, she gets hotter and hotter. Right. Um. But, yeah, like... Because because um, after that she did Peggy Sue got married, mm-hmm. and she did Jessica Rabbit and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, mm-hmm. and then she did War of the Roses and V.I. Warshawski and House of Cards and Serial Mom. Right. I mean, Serial Mom was nine years later than Jewel and Isle. Damn. And now, if you've seen her today. <laughs> Well, well, didn't didn't she play a drag queen? Yes, she was Chandler's father. Chandler's father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Yes. So yeah, it was a it was an interesting like look back at movies that I had really enjoyed when I was a kid. Yeah. That. Romancing the Stone was one of those movies that I think was on HBO and I had seen part of, you know, them running through the jungle being shot at one Uh time. And I was like, Oh, I want to watch this whole thing. And, um, I remember very vividly the beginning coming on the next time I watched it. And there's that scene where the woman's like in the bathtub in the, in the Western thing. And she gets out and she's like dripping wet. Yeah. And the dude comes in and she like pulls her her dress back and she like gets a knife. But I remember my mother being like asking my dad, well, asking my dad, like, is this appropriate for him? And my dad was like, I don't know. Just fucking let him watch it. Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah, that whenever I see that, that's always the the memory that comes into my mind and my mom flipping uh-huh. out about it. But like not the section where like they're laying on top of each other and she's completely naked, but you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> and then I also watched a, a movie recommendation that I will make is uh-huh. there is a movie called guns akimbo with Daniel okay. Radcliffe. And it is a mixture of like Scott Pilgrim ish and um, like, Hardcore Henry. I don't know if you've ever seen Hardcore Henry. No. Um, Hardcore Henry is an all first person movie where they strapped a, a GoPro to the actor's head and they just ran around like, okay, it's, it's really cool, but it's sometimes it's hard to watch, but Daniel Radcliffe plays a dude that gets sucked into this online video game. Not, literally but like he he makes a comment online and these people come and find him and knock him out and strap guns to his hands that he can't take off okay and he he has to kill somebody else in order for them to come take them off oh and i was kind of skeptical because this movie had been pushed back a couple of times 
Yeah. Um, there are, there's, there's a very famous picture of Daniel Radcliffe standing in the middle of the road in a, um, a bathrobe and like tiger slippers and these guns in his hand looking like a crazy person, which is a couple of years old, which is when they shot this film. So I was like, well, maybe it's not as good as it looks in the trailer and maybe I'll just watch it. I'll see whatever. But I had a really good time with this movie. Oh, okay. It's a lot of fun. It's violent. So if you don't like a lot of violence, it may not be for you, but it's a fun film and you don't really see that a whole lot these days. Everything Mm. has to have meaning and everything has to be like, you know, all heady and shit now. But this was just right. a straight up like this dude gets put in the situation and like there's a whole bunch of scenes where like the dude can't put pants on because the guns are strapped to his hand. Right. Like it's just fun. So I would huh. I would um, suggest if you if you have a chance to see Guns Akimbo. Watch it because Check it out. it's it's pretty fun. <clears throat> well, Daniel Radcliffe is certainly one of those actors who has gone out of the way to not be pigeonholed no no he did that that swiss army man movie where he played a dead body the whole time the farting corpse yes yes yeah so uh, yeah he is definitely um um he's he's definitely one of those guys that um you're right has has gone out of his way he'll do tv he'll do um he'll do movies that you don't expect him to pop up in. Right. Um, well, he, he, he's got a series on TBS called miracle workers. Right. Yeah. Uh, the fur, and it was interesting because it's not a, <sighs> both seasons have been very different. The first season was basically the bureaucracy of working in heaven and God being kind of, capricious god was going to end the world right yes yeah if unless they could change his mind and then the second season he's the the kind of screw-up son of a very very ruthless king right and steve bashimi is the the uh the village shit shoveler (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i had read something like they they wanted to keep the cast but they couldn't they could. They didn't feel like they could write a season two for the, yeah. the God thing. Yeah. So it's now like an anthology with the same actors, which I think is a good idea. Yeah, you don't see that a whole lot. So no, it's like you've got your one season to wrap up your story. Yeah. And then you can move on to something else. And I think I mean that's kind of what American Horror Story does. It's like it's the same for the most part, same cast every year, but. Um, it's a totally different story. Yeah. Yeah. Which works well for, for, you know, this world, which has such a short attention span these days. <laughs> Do you think our, our, our attention span will lengthen now that we're all cooped up in houses? No, because yeah. now we have something called Quibi. Well, yeah, that just launched. So, right? Yeah. <laughs> So now we're reduced from, you know, your 22 minute half hour format to uh, seven minutes. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh OK. 
and I'm sorry, any network that uses Chrissy Teigen as their linchpin just doesn't need to survive. <laughs> I I just find her so annoying. Do you? If she wasn't, if she wasn't fucking John Legend, <laughs> she would have no career. Well. She's she is the Yoko Ono of our day. Oh really? I think so. She just comes off as a as an Instagram um, influencer. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Definitely, and it's like you know, there's no substance. It's all oh, I'm so pretty. <laughs> oh, like yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I too have been watching some television. Yeah, well, you've been I watching. Signed, I signed up for the free, uh, whatever it was, free month or something of CBS All Access. Okay. Uh, first of all, the app is a piece of shit. Okay. I cannot get through more than one episode without it freezing up, consistently, really? and I I reboot I I shut off the program i turn off the phone i let it sit for five minutes i turn it back on and it just sucks hmm, okay so um but other than that i've been watching picard <laughs> just just finished picard okay which took a lot longer than i wanted <laughs> well yeah especially that way um but i i really liked it it was another one of those Hey, remember all these characters you used to really like? Well, here they are just one more time. And it's it's an interesting idea because it's far different from Star Trek the Next Generation. Yes. It's it's not episodic. It is very much a a show that you have to watch every single episode to know what's going on. Mhm. Um they're they're playing on on a pay service so they're not worried about cursing and they're not worried about um the the traditional syndication guidelines that all the Star Trek shows had to deal with. Yep. Um so it makes it for a very interesting dynamic of looking at Star Trek in a new way. Yep it's much more grounded in today's reality than it is in what it was in 1987. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked the show. The only thing that I had issues with was the last episode. All the lesbians. No, I don't care about lesbians. (laughs) I rather enjoy lesbians. No. Um, the, the, the conceit of, Picard, well, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, just I'm going to spoil some shit right now. Um, Picard dying and then being put into effectively an android body. Yes. I think they should have had the balls to kill him. Oh, see, no, see, okay, I was going to bring that up. I was wondering if possibly that the plan was to kill him, that it's like, all right, we got one shot. We got one year to do this in. And then it's over. So let's, from the get-go, know that he's going to die at the end. And then all of a sudden, it seemed to do really well. 
it's like, oh, crap. Now we got to save his fucking life. Well, apparently, so they greenlit two more seasons yeah. before the first one aired. Oh, okay. And the reason they did that was because Patrick Stewart said, I'm having a really good time. I would like to do this some more. Okay. So I of there there could be some truth in what you're saying. There definitely seemed to be a plan for one season. Mm-hmm. He was going to come back one time and do it. And the people that he ended up working with, he liked so much. He said, I want to do this some more. Okay. Well, that's good on him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I felt like there could have been a different way to save him than put him in the Android body. Okay. Like, like the son of soon could have been like, um, Brent Spiner is an old guy could have been like, Hey, we can fix this. Like we've made some enhancements. Sure. He's on death's door, but we can save him. Right. Right. Some Star Trek version of whatever. Even even the thing that they gave Rios to fix his ship, where you just had to kind of think about something, right? And yep. it fixed it. There, like that was my first thing when they handed that to him, and they said, "Well, you just got to think about something, and it's fixed." I was like, "That's how they're going to save Picard." And then they were like hey, yeah, I've got this golem here and we're not really sure how to download my consciousness. And I was like, oh, that's how they're going to save Picard. Yeah. And I was like... We just conveniently happen to have a synthetic body already. Exactly. And that that was my problem. What What are we going to do with this? It, yes. It, it It's it's very much um, uh, Chekhov's gun. It's very much yes. like, here's something that we're going to introduce here because we got to pay it off here. Right. So I that was the only thing. Everything else I really enjoyed. I loved this the space battle. I loved them bringing Riker back. Yep. You know, and the way they brought people back, it wasn't gratuitous cameo. No, they served it. They served a purpose. It wasn't long and drawn out. You know, you didn't need three episodes of Marina Sirtis. You got what you needed out of her, and then you moved on. Right, and it, there was justification. I liked the new characters. Yep, there and there's justification to bringing Riker back in the last episode. Yep. Um, and I do like the new crew. I like Rios. Um, I'm not sure about all the crazy, um, clone. His, yeah. Hologram things of him. Yeah, because that confused me at first until I really started to pay attention to, it, and it's like, oh. Cause I was looking, it's like, that kind of looks like the same guy, <laughs> but he's, but he's Irish. Right. And this one's Scottish. And it's like, but like the accents didn't make sense to me. No, it, it was, it, that was, it was weird. Like the, it was like the council of Wells. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what that was like. Yes. So you get that. And then you get the weird thing of like, look, we've spent a lot of money on the set for Picard Chateau. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep using that. It's just going to be in a holodeck. Right. And that's how we'll justify being in that space. Um, But I mean, I, I truly liked all the new characters that they introduced. Um, I liked the two Romulan housekeeper people. 
Yes. Um, it took me a while to figure out that they were just working for him. Okay. And that like wasn't his like his his wife or something. <laughs> because she was she was very motherly to him. She was really taking care of him. And it's like, right. oh, okay, so maybe they're married. The the female Romulan with the Irish accent. Yes. <laughs> Again, it, it, whatever. Maybe they maybe they were sent to Ireland for a while. Maybe, but, but she's the first one to drop the the word fuck in one of the episodes when she calls she yes. calls the other Romulans cheeky fuckers. Yes. But she does it in an Irish accent, and I was like, did she just say what <laughs> I think she said? And then that's yeah. the same episode where he goes to Starfleet and he talks to the Admiral and she tells him how, about how much fucking hubris he has. Yes. And it's like, whoa, okay. And then she comes back later on, like a few episodes later and drops another F-bomb. And it's like, oh, okay. And by the end, like Rios is dropping the F-word and like, you're like, wow, okay. They just went for broke on the last couple episodes here. <laughs> sure. It's like, hey, it's... It's not getting a negative response. Nope. And it it works within the realm of the story. So there you go. And and they somebody had brought up they were like, well, nobody curses in um any of the TV shows, and they're like, well, one well, that, that was syndication, right? So you know, chances are they all cursed. They just weren't doing it on, on camera. Screen. And they said, and if you recall, Data curses, Data says shit in Generations, I think it is. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's not unprecedented that these people have cursed. Sure. You just don't hear it on the regular. Right. But I guess it shocked a lot of people because people were trying to introduce like their kids to the world of Star Trek through it. And it's like... And uh, your kids have never heard shit before? Or fuck. Like, come on. Come on, you've been to Walmart. <laughs> exactly. Especially now. Although now it's muffled with all the masks. Yes. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's, I had watched, uh, did you watch any of Discovery in your? I did not. CBS All Access? The last, the last, no, I have not yet. Um, The last Star Trek series I really watched was Deep Space Nine. Okay. Didn't watch Voyager. And um, haven't gotten into Discovery yet. So did you understand Seven of Nine in Picard? Yeah, I knew who she was. Okay. It, it, as a matter of fact, funny story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so years and years ago, this guy had contacted me about helping him build a website. Okay. Um, to sell his Star Trek shit. And the guy was kind of a flake. And so, I mean, I, I set it up. It was on AOL. That's how long ago it was. Oh, geez. And at one point, um, Jerry Ryan had approached him about selling her calendar. Oh, okay. So there you go. It's my brush of fame. Six degrees. <laughs> okay. Six degrees of Jerry Ryan. I mean, I could see because being being the Star Trek nerd that I am, I have seen every, I believe I've seen every episode of Star Trek that has aired to date. Okay, so you've watched, you've been through all the series. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
I can't say if I've seen every single original series episode, but from uh-huh. Next Generation on, I've seen them a couple of times all the way through. Okay. So there, there is a huge arc with Seven of Nine in um, Voyager where like they don't pick her up until like season four and then four until seven she is on this discovering her humanity kick for the entire time okay and when they leave her at the final episode she's better than she was in the beginning but she's still very robotic and like speaks in very proper terms so this seeing her here is a huge gap from where they left her in Voyager Okay. So for me, it was interesting to see the switch between the two. But if you've never seen Voyager and you don't know her journey, I'm just wondering how that played off as far as like, you know, because they were also expecting you to know who Hugh was and Hugh was only in like two episodes of Next Generation. Oh, see, I thought that was just a random flashback. I didn't know that he was actually established. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought she did a really good job. And for coming back to a character after so many years to still do it justice and it wasn't campy and it wasn't embarrassing was really well done. Yeah, and there's definitely... One of the things that I really enjoyed was that in Star Trek in the past, especially Next Generation, because it was episodic every episode was kind of a reset and yeah. And so what happened one week didn't necessarily have any, um, bearing on the next and next generation toyed with that a little bit with when, um, Picard was turned into a Borg. Right. And the next episode was him going home and talking to his brother and, and being really upset and, not being able to process the PTSD. And then a couple of episodes later, a couple of seasons later, there's another Borg episode where they introduce Hugh as a Borg and he knows he's Locutus. And like, so there were hints of that. Uh And, but the thing with Picard was he always came off as the proper officer of Starfleet Mm -hmm. and it never really shook him until you got to like um, the movies and when they did first contact, you could see the PTSD, but here it was, there's that incredible talk with him and Jerry Ryan when they do the heist episode where Picard has an eye patch for some reason. Right, right, right. Yes. And right before she, she goes back down to the planet, they have this amazing discussion about seven of nine says to him, like, have you gained your, your humanity back? And he admits for the first time on camera that he hasn't and that like it's he's trying to every day, but it's not there yet. And she says the same thing. And it's like that's deep Star Trek that you don't get through regular episodic TV. And it's nice to see them stretch Picard like that. Right. Right. And even with her, when she decides to to plug into the cube again. You know, she's she's really reluctant to do it. It's like she might not be able to, to, you know, get out of it. Right. I So I 
you could see that struggle within her. I mean, for for being a a silly science fiction show, it's really well written. Yes, that this could be any other drama out there in any other genre and still play off well. I do feel like there were things that creatively they had to kind of cut and leave by the wayside. The, the evil sister, the evil Romulan sister, I feel is one of those things that kind of got cut along the way. Yeah. Well, kind of started to feel like there were too many characters in it. I I think that's what was going on. You know, you've got, you've got her in disguise. You've got the, the security head in disguise. You've got the, the multiple, um, sisters, you know, Soshi and Satana and whatever. And (laughs) it was just like, uh, okay, I'm starting to get confused. This is suddenly becoming Westworld again. (laughs) Like, okay, calm down, calm down. Let's pull it back. Yeah. You know, there's, there's five different Rios. It's like, what the fuck (laughs) people? Yeah. And you have, you have Raffi dealing with all her shit and the, the female doctor dealing with her shit. And I mean, I do give them credit that they allowed each of the characters to have their own backstory and their own dilemma to deal with right where they weren't just there for you know the sake of being a a a a plot point that they had some other purpose within themselves so you saw rafi going after her son right um the the uh the doctor going after uh maddox after being you know kind of brainwashed by the the head of security mm-hmm. so it it was it was nice that they gave them that i don't know courtesy i i do feel though like if they were going to do that they should have expanded it from 10 episodes sure well and i think that they probably felt that they were going to be able to do the best they could that they weren't going to leave any um, really gaping plot holes or WTF moments in there. Right. Well, and it's like, wait, you know, th- this is our job. We've got to get through these 10 episodes. This is how it's laid out. Oh, no, definitely. And, it, but at like, cause they knew that they, at one point it was only going to be one season. So, right. But I'm, I mean, and that's why I feel like the, things definitely got cut because they do this whole thing about seven jacking into the board cube and taking control. And their resolution to that is we'll just open the side of the ship and suck out all the drones. Right. And you're like, yeah, I mean, that was like way too easy. Yeah. It was like, wait, no, that shouldn't have been, there should have been a whole like battle on the cube. Right. And, for some reason we just were like we they they wrote themselves into a corner and now we're just going to open up the thing and suck them out and that's going to be the end of it but i mean on the other hand you get that really cool visual of the board cube coming through the trans warp conduit thing yep and crashing into the planet in like the second to last episode yeah i mean they're definitely give and take but i i do feel like like Things like that and Evil Sister, and because I don't know her name, so I'm just going to call her Evil Sister. 
you get you get a lot of that of like she's there and we're gonna have to play out her story, but it's gonna be very like short. It's very truncated. Yes. 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 It's very truncated. Yep. We're gonna have a little bit of a fight and then I'm gonna push you over the pit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Check. This one's done. So I mean she survived everything else up until then, including like being attacked by ex Borg members. So well, maybe she survived this. That's the thing. People are like, did she really die? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's a really good example of what science fiction can be in the current climate. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. It's it's not, you know, forty hours a week of walking dead programming. <laughs> it it it's very tight. It's to the point. It does justice to the characters and the story. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get to the point where you're like, yeah, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> My other one complaint about the finale is uh-huh. being a Star Trek fan and being a fan of the different types of ships. Uh-huh. I was really kind of disheartened that when Riker showed up with his fleet, they were all kind of the same ship. Yeah. And like all the Romulan ships were the same. And it was like, okay, I understand budgetary constraints and stuff, but just switch out a couple of the models in there. I mean, it was, it was, it was just like that scene in rise of Skywalker. Sees <laughs> uh, that. Okay. They could have put some X wings in there or something. There you go. Hey, maybe they did. <laughs> yeah, well. Maybe, maybe we don't know yet. I would I would be more out to think that ILM put in a couple of enterprises into the fleet of Rise of Skywalker ships than Star Trek did to put in an X-Wing somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. Um I will say um Discovery is an interesting show if you're going to go down that road. Okay. Um, it's not as good as Picard. And okay. The that's the one with the uh, Sonequa Martin Green, yes. whatever. Okay. Yep. The best. She, I I have a. I don't want to say love hate relationship, but like, I don't really feel like she's a good actress in in Star Trek. Okay. Um, she falls a little flat a lot of the times, and I think that's the character that she's playing. Okay. But um, it's a far different type of Star Trek show than you're used to if you're used to watching Next Generation and um, Deep Space Nine and the original series. It's set before the events of the original series, but everything's like much more advanced. Okay. Because it's like a, um, it's an experimental ship, the Discovery. Okay. Um, but hands down, the best part of the show is, um, now I'm going to blank on his name. Guy that played Abe, Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Uh, Doug, Doug Jones? Doug Jones. Doug Jones plays an alien called Saru, and he brings his amazing talent to the show. Okay. Um, everything else is kind of on par, I guess, with Star Trek, but it's it's a little harder to watch. And the second season is really bizarre because they're chasing an angel, and I don't mean that 
I mean it like it sounds. They're literally chasing an angel at some point. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, take it for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not really sure how many episodes of that there are per season. Okay. Um, And I don't know how much time you have left on your... Uh, I think I got like three weeks. Oh, okay. At least. I don't remember if it was 90 days or if it was 60 days. Okay. Well, it might take you that long to watch it. Yeah. So they don't, they don't, do you, you don't have like a, um, a Roku or anything? Uh, I've got a Chromecast. Oh, okay. So it was still giving you that, like, even on like your laptop or whatever? Was giving you that kind of weird playback yeah. stuff? Oh. Yep. One episode would play perfectly. Uh-huh. And then the second episode, about 10 minutes in, first commercial break, it would start freezing. And it would just be in that endless loop of loading, 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 loading. And that was it. <laughs> so when I got the little thing popped up, says, would you like to rate our app? I was like, yes, I would. <laughs> You're not going to like it. It sucks. Well, actually, they responded to it. Really? Yeah. What did they say? They said, you know, please contact our customer support. We'd be happy to help you through this. Oh. Like, All right. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Will you? I don't know. <laughs> I might. We'll see. Okay. Sure. Yeah. You know, there it goes. <laughs> You've been watching anything else? Uh, Are you caught up on your DVR? Oh, yeah, it's empty. <laughs> Amazingly, it's empty. Yes. Wow. So what are you doing with your free time? Uh, what am I doing? I don't know. I sleep a lot. <laughs> I've been taking long walks. Have you? Yeah. No. Are you social distancing? Oh, yes. I'm as distant as it can be. <laughs> Are you getting takeout food? Uh, I've been doing fast food once in a while. I haven't done really takeout. How do you deal with not... Because you're supposed to like disinfect the boxes or make sure that you're not touching the yeah, food in the box. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm gonna drop dead because of it. But <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, I don't do that shit. Okay. Because my we had a a Zoom birthday party for my nephew yesterday. Uh huh. And. While like I was talking to my sister and they were getting takeout a lot. And I said, how do you guys do it? Because we have not gotten anything takeout wise. And, you know, when I went grocery shopping, it was get five of this and five of this. So we've kind of been eating the same thing. Uh huh. So she said that what they do is her husband goes and gets it and takes whatever out of the package and holds the box and opens the box with the other hand. And like, if it's a hamburger, 
then my sister with clean hands will reach in, take the hamburger out and put it on a plate. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of fucking work for a fucking hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like they were talking about, they got pizza. So what they had to do was they put, they put, um, um, like wax paper down on their, their kitchen Island and then bent the box down and kind of slid the pizza out of the box onto the, the Island and then picked it up from there. And I was like, but what if the person who closed the box touched your pizza? Well, and you know, I think it's funny now that the pizza places are now making a point of saying that, that we don't touch your pizza once it comes out of the oven. (laughs) How do they cut it? How does it get into the box? I, I, how did they do it beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> they just reach in with bare hands and pull it out of the oven? Uh, apparently. And then, um, what is it? Uh, little Caesars has the um, the no-touch little heating yep. things where your pizza's in its individual little cubby hole. But how do they get in the cubby hole? Well, it's wide open on the back and somebody <laughs> exactly. puts it in there. It's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the whole thing about having to like wash, you know, clean all of your your uh, groceries when you bring them home. And it's like, really? Nah. I mean, so I've read a couple of things that basically says that somebody would really have to cough on whatever you're picking up. It's if they're coughing in the aisle, the chances of enough of the virus being on whatever you're picking up to make you sick is probably slim to none. Okay. If you ingest food that's got the virus on it, your stomach acid will kill it because it's not going into your respiratory tract. Okay. Um, which is why they say like cooked food is fine. Okay. They're not, but I guess the whole thing of like, if you were, if you were to have it on your hands and you picked up the hamburger, your, your hands are going to end up near your nose, which would get you sick. Okay. But people are like, wash your hands before you eat and you should be fine. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how other people are dealing with it. Yeah. I, haven't really put any thought into that. And you know, you're supposed to like, if you get a package in the mail, you're supposed to like leave it outside for 24 hours. I've seen those pictures of like empty boxes just laying out on people's front porches because they're afraid yeah. to bring them in. Yeah. I mean, somebody would have to be like licking the boxes before they'd give them to you. So, well, there's there, people are paranoid because there was up in New York, there was all those postal carriers that got sick. But there's also like tens of thousands of cases in New York. So, you know, take it for what it's worth, I guess. Yeah, it's bizarre. (laughs) Very bizarre. Are you are you still going out or are you pretty much staying in? Uh, I gone out maybe twice a week oh okay so far yeah the I went out once last week uh, 
to two separate places. I went grocery shopping to Walmart, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because the amount of people We're the that finest people shop. Well, the amount of people that aren't putting like gloves on or masks. Like, well, now they're saying you shouldn't wear gloves to the grocery store. Why? Because you're, you're not using, you're not like handling one specific thing and then changing your gloves. Right. So like you're pushing your cart, you're picking things up, you're checking your phone, you're taking out your wallet, you're, you know, you're scanning your stuff. So it, it makes no sense that as long as you're just washing your hands when you're done, then you're good. Hmm, okay. I can kind of see that. But like I went, I went first thing when they opened and there were like kids at Walmart. Oh, there's like whole fucking families. And it's like, what the fuck are you people doing? And you're stupid. then I went, so I 3d printed my, I don't know if I talked about this last time. My sister is a nurse up in New Jersey. Yes. And so I 3d printed a bunch of these like medical mask buckle things for her to give to everybody so that it, the elastic's not cutting into their ears. And yeah. so I went and I shipped those at a UPS store figuring there's not going to be a lot of people at the UPS store. I'll go right when they open. And the two people in front of me, I shit you not had, um, sandwich bags on their hands. Oh Jesus. And I was like, Whoa. Okay. And they're wearing, they're wearing medical masks and stuff. And when I went in, I, I was wearing gloves, but I wasn't wearing a mask. Cause I was like, you know, it's two fucking people. Like, I really don't think if they're going to cough, then I'm just going to turn around and walk away. Sure. Like, so I was just like, fine, whatever. So I was wearing gloves, but I mean, I've, I've gone through the whole thing of like, once I put the gloves on, I'm not taking my phone out of my pocket and I'm also taking my debit card out and putting it in my pocket so I don't have to touch my wallet. And then that mm, way all okay. I have to do is, is sanitize my card instead of like the entire wallet. Sure. But you know, I mean, I had been wearing gloves into, you know, Walmart and, all those places. But now I'm like, oh, well, maybe I just don't need to. No, I don't know. It's so back and forth because they were like, you shouldn't wear masks. And now they're like, you should be wearing masks. Yeah. And then it was my favorite was before they were like, well, you know, like, like you have to find the right material to wear as a mask. Like not just not any old piece of clothing wrapped around your face will do. And now they're sure. like any piece of clothing wrapped around your face will do. And it's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess that's a way to do it. Sure. So yeah, it's been, it's been interesting for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't wait to see how these idiots react now that we're on the stay at home order. Well, you can still go to church, Chris. Explain that to me. God wants them all in one place so he can take care of his mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, you know what it is. It, it's, it's all about income. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if we put a little, little, 
button on our web page, we're not going to get as much money if we can guilt them into, <laughs> you know, emptying their wallets for us. So, so as an atheist, I have a question. Okay. Did God create the pandemic? Well, God created everything, Chris. I mean, is it was it God's plan to kill all these people? Uh, uh, apparently. <laughs> Chris, God created the Kardashians, okay? Well, that's true. <laughs> so just keep it in perspective, all right? Uh, okay. I, I wasn't thinking that way, but okay. Yes. Okay. God's made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> this is how he's just correcting things. Yeah, but he's not killing the right people. Well, Boris Johnson's probably going to die. Well, well, yeah, but okay, he's not killing the right people in the right places. Well, maybe maybe Donnie will go over and they'll French kiss. <laughs> you know how how how, how they're hurt the chips and Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting times we live in. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. You got anything else for this week? No. I think that's it. All right. Yeah. What a downer to end on, but okay. Well, hey. <laughs> Ain't going to get any better. Nope. Not yet. Nope. The day's nope. coming when you'll be able to, to congregate in groups more than two. Until then, <laughs> whatever. That's right. All right. Well, if you want to, if you're bored and you want to reach out, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>